Hello, and welcome to the Kosh. I am your host, Timber Smith, and the Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who have uh, had an association with Oshkosh or the surrounding Fox Cities area. Um, good morning, Kosh listeners. How's everybody doing out there? Uh, once again, we're here on uh, what I will say is an early slash crispy Saturday morning. It is uh, very crisp out there. Um, took took Bosco out, uh, Bosco the podcast dog, out for a uh, potty this morning. And I was like, whoa, that's <laughs> brisk. Um, but then again, I'm not going to complain because I know what people say, you know, it's Wisconsin. You should be used to it. Well, you know what? I don't know. I'm born and raised Wisconsin, and I'm never going to get used to certain levels of cold. It's when cold stings. That's when I've had it. Uh, you know, like cold, 20-degree cold I can live with. Uh, two degree, When we get single-digit cold, particularly like lower single-digit cold, and it's like stinging cold, then I got problems. Um, now, you know what I'm about to say. I am super excited about who our guest is this week. Um, once again, I don't know how we're so blessed uh, to always get great, great guests. But this week, once again, have a great, great guest. And uh, without further ado, this week's guest is Mike Norton. And I like the fact that Mike's name is Mike Norton because guess what? I didn't slaughter it. I didn't mess it up. <laughs> Mike, how are you doing over there? I'm doing pretty good today, uh, Cut Gosh. All right, cool. You ready to jump in? Uh, certainly, yeah. Yeah, let's go right ahead. Okay. Um, can you please share a little something about yourself and uh, what is your connection to the Kosh? Well, I'm Mike Norton. I'm a lifelong resident of the city of Oshkosh. Um, over 57 years, I graduated from UW Oshkosh in 1989 with a degree in history and political science. Obviously, I also graduated from Oshkosh West and have been a lifelong member almost all my life on the south side of Oshkosh. Um, and currently, I'm a member of the Guinevere County Board representing District 20, which is the southeastern part of the city of Oshkosh. Okay, I like that you gave the rundown of, like, seriously, all the, because, you know, I think there's a huge connection to people about which school did you go to, particularly the high schools. You know, that whole Northwest Lords thing is real here in Oshkosh. Yes, yes. There's a big connection there. I don't know. I feel like maybe some of the lines are blurring. It's not as, it uh, doesn't seem as hardcore as, as like, some of the, uh, what I will say is the uh, older people who have attended now, you know, West and North kids kick it pretty regularly. And I know I get a little kidding from my North side people who, you know, you're a South side or North side just a little bit. Yeah. And my family, I have a pretty big family, the Norton family and most, well, half of them are on the North side and half of them are on the South side. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's a pretty clean split. Is yeah. a lot of your family still here? Oh yes. Um, I have four, Brothers and sisters, my, my father came of a very much bigger fa- uh, family. He had 16 kids, so they're spread all over the place. Yeah. Bruh. 16? Yeah, 16. That's the only number bigger than my wife's family, <laughs> you know, which was 14. 16 kids and not a single twin, set of twins in the whole bunch. Yep. Oh, my God, that sounds familiar. All right, so what you are is you are related to the city, period. You, you're yes, related to yes, everybody. Yes. Went to school here, went to college here, yes. Yes. Currently um, work at, at a pick-and-save and grocery store, so yes, I've very much embedded in this district. This city, this city, yeah. Okay, all right. I love it. Um, 
we're going to jump into the first segment. And the first segment is what in the world is going on with? And that's where you start with the phrase, what in the world is going on? And then tell us what's on your mind. Well, what's going on in the world with gas prices and fuel prices? And not only the prices of them, but also why we have such a, a big dependent on foreign oil. And another thing, you know, people complain about, and I can see, I don't drive, but I can see why people complain about 4 or $5 um, gallons of gas. But, you know, like someone pointed out or on social media said, you know, getting a gallon of, of coffee from like Starbucks would cost you $30. And, and people, Bruh. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and people won't think of nothing about going and pay for six dollars for a cup of coffee, but you know, a five dollar um, gallon of gas um, makes a big deal. I understand it's, it's costly, and also why are we dependent on one source of fuel when we've had um, the ability, and we're going to have to have the ability in the future to have other forms of ways. Uh, electricity. I think the cars that we've heard number of the the, the uh, automobile manufacturers are exclusively make those in the future. So yeah, that's one one thing I don't totally understand, but that's a big deal. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, look, I get it. Uh, gas is crazy. You know, it, it goes up and down, and you know, people people want to have somebody to blame, but the key is, is you can't blame who you're blaming because guess what they don't do. They don't control the gas prices. Um, so I, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of the blame game politically of the whole gas price thing. And my other thing is this, we have the technology to get away from it. You know, uh, the cars are out there. The technology is out there. You know, set up more of these battery things. I'm all about an electric car. A, because I'm a big geek and I would really like a really cool um, electric car that has all the bells and whistles and screens and all the other things that would come along with an electric car. But even more so, it just seems like um, why do we put our our economic stability and, and security in the hands of other nations by our dependency on gas. And, I mean, we, yes, we produce it here in the U.S., but we don't produce enough for all of us. I agree. And and why, I mean, didn't we go through this problem of depending on foreign oil, the Saudis in the late 80s, 70s and 80s? I thought we would try to get wean us off of that, but we haven't, unfortunately. Well, it's because of capitalism. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's because others who own the oil here and want to keep their money and just haven't decided to maybe, uh, you know, invest in other things or, or may, they probably have, I mean, but nonetheless, they're, they're still trying to hold on to it. And it's like, it's an old model. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we easily could be headed towards, you know, battery cars, mm-hmm. which would, to me would be awesome. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. As long as the price for battery cars comes <laughs> down to the price of regular cars. That's the that's the other thing, you right. know. And we work out how, I know the big issue in the state of Wisconsin is these electric charging units. And the big issue is, well, how do we get money to pay for a road? Because right now it pays, it gets paid for from the gas tax. Well, and that's one thing they're going to have to work out in the next year or two. I don't think that's an impossible thing. You just change the tax model. I mean, right, right now people got to realize you're paying tax all the time anyway for every gallon of gas you buy. So if that's not the way, there's just other ways we can find to tax that would make up that revenue. But um, I don't know. It just seems like we're we're too smart to not move in a more 
uh, efficient direction. I agree. Yes. <laughs> All right. My what in the world is going on with is what in the world is going on with um, Aaron Rodgers and $200 million. Um, you've got that. I mean, $200 million, that's a whole lot of money. And, you, and, and um, yeah, uh, that, that's, you know, I can't even fathom a portion of that, much, much that's $200 million. And I don't want to change, you know, I see what the major league baseball players that's agreed to, and they have a $700,000 minimum. That's wow. I mean, yeah, that's out there for making money. Yeah. I'm just, uh, my bigger thing is this. Look, I'm not saying he's not worth money, lots of money because he's, he's the one of the best, if not the best in the league and has been consistency for a long, long time. But I do think it's a team sport, and you have to invest in the whole team. That's how you actually win Super Bowls. Uh, you don't win Super Bowls on one person's back. Um, one great player does help you get there, but one great player does not get you there. And we, we you know, we've known that in other teams. We've seen that in other teams. It just it, It's a team sport, so you can't take up so much of the salary cap that the team can't afford to surround you with other great players that are only going to make you greater. Well, who, how, how are they going to afford to have the guards to protect them, to pass the ball? And how are they going to afford a defense to make sure that other teams don't score every time they get the ball? And that's what you're, I, you're right. You have to um, not put all your eggs in one basket because you have to spread out to have a team to win a team game, yes. Yeah, that's that's kind of my thought process. So, like, I'm not well, I'm not saying we shouldn't pay him a good amount of money, but I do just worry at the point in which we pay, especially because we're a small market team. Um, we pay that level, and then all of a sudden, you know, we we can't grab. You know, I think back to when we kind of won that first championship that we had won in a long time. Well, Brett Favre couldn't do it by himself. It took them bringing Reggie Wright. Mm -hmm. Right, and so it is a team thing. So I, I just worry a little bit about that. I mean, maybe it'll all work out in the end, but um, I don't know. <laughs> all right, next segment: word association. Um, please, uh, I'm going to say a word to you, and please tell me what comes to mind when I say it. Um, first word: food. When I think of food, I think of something crunchy, usually in filling. My favorite food. I'm not a big cook, but I, I obviously I like to eat. And for food, uh. um, <laughs> um, for food, um, give me fish. Um, you know, Friday fish fries is a big mainstay here in, in Wisconsin. I'm a big fan of that. Um, chicken, um, also um, Italian food. But yeah, like I said, that's my mainstay. When I say they say food. Um, those are what I like the most. Um, people say I'm picky. Maybe I'm not. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I say I'm a perfect Gemini because, you know, I'm picking some things and not picking other things. And um, some things I'm not. I'm, I have, you know, I could be very satisfied with what I eat, like things like this bread or that. But don't my, my think of food, you know, fish and chips are probably a, a mainstay and chicken. Yeah, yeah. Do we got a favorite spot to get those? Um, no, I, I try to go to Mr. Cinder's and Sherman House and other places. No, not one 
familiar places. I like Perch. I will say um, there's a place that used to be in my area. Unfortunately, it's closed down. I read Shwai. Very interesting um, fish. I mean, a friend of mine took it on Shwai. That was a very interesting um, seafood to, to eat. Okay, Shwai. Shwai, yeah. All right, that's new. Yes. I don't know what that is. Oh, that was served <laughs> at the... Um, um, the uptown re- cafe restaurant. Now it's no longer there, but I've never had it. But it, it tasted interesting. Not, um, it wasn't very fishy tasting, but it was, yeah, it tasted good. Okay, do we got a favorite chicken spot? Um, no, not really, not really. No, I, I, I just like chicken, fried chicken. Um, you know, um, it used to be roasted chicken used to be for red pizza, but they're closed. But no, I'm not, not really. I have a favorite chicken spot. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I will say that. Um, so far, uh, I, I I like my fish spot is Jensen's right now. I enjoy Jensen's. They do a good job, um, particularly because of Pike. Pike, you Pike. just can't get that everywhere. Um, enjoy that. And then I think no one does chicken better than Parnell's. Parnell's just handles it. Oh, right. And Parnell's is very good for not just fish, but they're infamous for their like three ninety nine, whatever, Sunday chicken dinners. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That oh, chicken oh, yeah. dinner. Yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. chicken dinner on Sunday. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's family friendly. Oh, yeah, it's very family friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Affordable and, and good eats, yes. All right, next words. Um, cocktail beer. Well, I'm more of a beer drinker. Um, my parents used to own a tavern for 25 years, so I guess that's what I got first. Um, but I will say for cocktail, I was a cocktail, my indulgence, because I like ice cream, I love Brandy Alexander's. Um, I, I used to, like, hey, give me some of the ice cream. So that's one of my drinks. I don't have a lot, but I, that's one of my cocktails. Um, so... I don't even know what a Brandy Alexander is, but well, I know share it, on that one, Mike. I know it has ice, oh, I know ice cream. That's why I had a friend of mine, he used to work at Barton, and he gave me, uh, he said, give me ice cream. Um, but I know ice cream. I couldn't tell you what else is in it, um, amaretto, but that's my Brandy Alexander. Obviously, Brandy, that's cocktail-wise, that's what I'd, I'd have. Okay. Um, streaming. Well, streaming, I was thinking about this. Um, I used to be a fan, fan of streaming. Um, uh, Shameless. Boy, never seen that show? That, that I, I I've used never to, seen that show. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's going off the air, but boy, I had a couple of friends of mine, they hooked me on that show, and I just got hooked, watched oh, Shameless about, you know, how, you know, interesting how people live their lives and, this was Chicago. It also takes place, originally took place in England, but um, um, Frank Gallagher was a very interesting character who would, and shameless name because he'll do anything to um, live life and, and go from day to day. Very interesting show. That's my, um, one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've never seen Shameless, but I have heard really good things about it. What, uh, where does that stream from? Well, it's been Showtime. 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 And okay. Then, um, yeah. And um, so other streaming show, I mean, I used to watch a little bit um, The Handman's Tale. I used to watch that a little bit. Um, it did go streaming. Another one was um, Designated Survivor. Um, 
which went from ABC to um, Hulu. But yeah, those was I'm a big connoisseur or big advocate for either comedies or shows that are history slash political related, whether the comedies or not. So yes, I was a big fan of West Wing, but I also Ooh. was a fan of a show like Vice, which was a comedy show about you know about the vice president. Vice president. Yeah. Yeah, I you know what I've never watched any episodes of uh, Vice, but I mean Vice was talked about a lot, so it had to be hilarious. Or Veep? I'm sorry, not Vice. Veep. That's oh Veep. Veep that's yeah, it. yeah, you're right. Vice it is, is Veep. Show. Yeah, Veep. Yeah, I think Vice was the movie about Dick Cheney. Shop local. I shop at places like oh, you know Goodwill. I mean a good price, good value. Yes, um, I'm all about that. I mean, you know, other places, you know, short mill. Other than that, you know, the usual targets and, and um, uh, Walmart. But yeah, there are a number of different shops um, that are local. I don't really go shopping a lot, to tell you the truth. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's not you, huh? No, that is me. I mean, if I would go want to go find some, I would maybe go to a local spot. But, um, uh, you know... Basically, like, I don't know, good was good. I guess a good value. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, pets. Pets. I don't have a pet, but, you know, I used to have a pet. Big dog fan. That's why I like. Um, Bosco, the pod- podcast dog. I do. And I <laughs> really like that. Um, you know, um, I don't mind cats. I just, you know. Big, I, I like dogs over cats because you know dogs. You know, you know. I know when Bosco's around. You know, cats. Sometimes you don't know when they're around. I, I had a sister who, uh, or has a sister who has like three, four cats, and she didn't have a cat was way up on the third floor, and how did they come down? But a dog, you you know, a dog's around. Um, they're, they're good for um, the friendship to keep you company, and also you know they'll, they'll know when when people around who. We're not you know, who shouldn't be around. They're good guard dogs, or good you know, keep you aware of who, who's around. So yeah, that's why I'm a more of a dog person. Used to have a, a beautiful German Shepherd growing up, greatest dog, I would think. You know, boy, she was not afraid of any other dog or other people, and she would protect other. We had two dogs, and she would protect other dogs. So yeah, mm. uh, I I am enjoying my dog life right mm-hmm. now, and I'm with you. Cats, cats are sneaky. You know, well, some cats are. I mean, some cats are super cool and they come and hang out. But I don't know. Me and cats don't. Well, first of all, me and cats don't get along because I puff up mm-hmm. and I'm super allergic to cats. So like they, ooh, it's not good. But uh, dogs love love dogs. Right. You know, like as long as they don't come and bite me or I don't mind <laughs> barking. I, I don't like them being barking. I don't mind being affectionate like your dog. But you know, they come want to. Chew at me, you know, that's a difference. Yeah, and I, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I'm a fan of the biting dog either. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you walk the street and you get these dogs and you see dogs are not on a chain or thing. Well, are they going to come at me? And that's when usually the owner says, well, they're friendly. I said, oh, okay, but I'll trust you. But somebody, I don't trust them. I, I walk down the street and I see a, a dog without a leash. I walk to the other side of the street because I don't know how... Friendly that dog can be. 
I'm not a I'm not a fan of that either. I, I think if you got your dog and you're out in public, just keep it on a leash because right. you just never know. I mean, I do think uh, by far the majority of dogs are super friendly, and owners do know their dogs. But you just never know. I think like uh, like Bosco every once in a while can get spooked, like a really loud noise, like loud noises spooks Bosco, and then like if he was to run, we're gonna chase. Uh, otherwise. He's too spoiled to leave, but uh, you never know what a spooking can do, you know. Okay, yes, I understand. Yep. Um, community. Community. I think community, I think, is getting involved. Um, community, you know, I've been involved in a number of different things. Um, I used to be, um, for many years, I used to work for the rec department in various capacities, being both an umpire and a referee and whatever. Um, used to be a member of the, of the softball commission, which was really sometimes tougher than being a supervisor at times. Um, <laughs> you had to make the rules right. sometimes. Um, and got involved in that. Um, I also got involved, I have been for many years, I was on the transit advisory board and um, meet the needs of making sure people can get from place to place in the city. But community is getting to be the sense of we all need to... Um, help each other, and, and, and we all are in this thing together to make the community better. And that's what I think community is. Um, let me ask you a question, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, what made you get so involved in the public sector? I, I guess because I've um, very early, <laughs> people have their um, geeky things or whatever. You know, I was always involved when I got, when I was younger, involved in not political things, but those, but those type of issues. I remember, you know, I had this very interesting um, nickname, Zoot, in seventh, eighth grade, and that got me elected to the home, the homeroom representative to the uh, student council. That kind of propelled it. And then, um, uh, history and political history was my major, and I, I always had interest. I thought history was the easiest. I thought one of the easiest. Um, Follow and got interested in that way, and it got me that led me to um, civic affairs and political affairs. Um, you know, one day I got appointed to the citizen advisory committee, one thing left to another, I got there to serve on the advocate board of directors. And bang, I was on a number of involved in other community related organizations or boards. And yeah, so um, I guess the sense of maybe. Um, giving back to the community and, 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 and having a voice and a say. And if you want to get involved in something, you have to be involved. And that's what I did. And that's why I've been involved in a number of different things. I think it's so important to get involved. And in, um, I think local government is super important to get involved in because um, it's easy to ignore, right? I think the consensus is we're all busy, we're all working, Um and as long as it's not on fire, we'll just let it do what it does. But I don't think, I think it's too important because it affects your everyday life every day and you don't necessarily realize it, which shows good government to me. <laughs> I mean, I got involved in local government um, by my other, you know, I was a member of the League of Women Voters. And because I was a member of the League of Voters, I got appointed to be on the advocate board of directors. And I got appointed. I used to go to the meetings with a, a fellow county board supervisor, and he 
kept, I said, what are you guys doing? This and that. And after a while, um, in 1998, when I first ran, I, I lost. I said, well, I'm going to take a shot at this. I saw some of the things I heard and I saw that the county board was not doing, county government, and I said, let's get involved. I want to get involved in issues. And I said that also I wanted to reach out and find a better way to communicate with the constituents of the public. And I have tried. I tried early. I used to have uh, newsletters and town hall meetings. I want to do that again. And I, I still do it a little bit by having a Facebook page where I post the agendas for things. But I think you have to include and um, inform the public of what county government and local government is. Um, I have a measure the last few years, and this year, April, is county government up. And I said, well, let's just proclaim our county government month. Let's find ways um, with live events or virtual events or whatever to educate, inform people what county government is. Because I don't think not many people really know what that does. No, I agree. You know? I agree. I'm not even sure I fully understand all of what county does. And I like to think of myself as uh, at least paying attention, okay. you know. Um, but county does touch a lot of things. And I also don't think people think about the fact of uh, how county affects residential when you're not in a the main city stay, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and how those decisions are playing. I would say county government is more affects more those people who live in a town outside the city of Oshkosh or any of the cities, any of the. Um, and we do have yes, we have services that apply to everyone. But uh, county roads basically are outside the city. Um, and other planning and zoning, what we do planning and zoning is those places outside the city. That doesn't mean, you know, we have um, human services, needs, parks, and, uh, um, you know, uh, public safety, which obviously encompasses all the cities and everyone in Winnebago County. But, yeah, you are correct. There's people in the town a lot more acute about what county government does. Okay. Next segment, uh, the Kasha's Hidden Gems. This is your opportunity to share something, um, and maybe everybody does know about it, but maybe they don't know certain details about it or how cool it is. Uh, but your opportunity to share a hidden gem of the Kosh. Our hidden gem is I'm on the Winnebago County Parks Committee, and I want to hidden gem is the Walkaw Dam area, which is a little um, south and west of the city Oshkosh, but um, Walkaw Dam area, very, it's interesting, you know, they have what would go, carp go through, but also Oh yeah, um, <laughs> the carp definitely right. oh. <laughs> oh my god, the carp go through You know what I found out when you're, we returned that used to be a delicacy back in the 1920s they used to take the carp there and they'd ship them off to New York, and that was a delicacy in New York, who knew um, Also, it's very unique because we have a nature preserve there that um, is open 24 hours, uh, every day of the year. So you can go right now and it's open. Um, what also is very neat, I found out that a couple of years ago, you know, thanks to, I believe, the Oshkosh Bicycle Club, we now have a mountain bike area. And, oh, and, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a new one. Bruh. Um, it's right before, right right near where the Wacaw Nature Preserve is. And from what I was been told is that is like a gem because people who t- bring their bikes that area from Madison and 
other southerner other areas who come here just for that. And, and I, I hope that people really appreciate that area, the Waukala Nature Preserve, um, the preserve itself, the dam, but also the uh, mountain bike area. It's like three miles. Um, they have even uh, an area where, for those who are more advanced, can be challenged a little bit. So that's, that's the gem of the Winnebago County Parks system. Yeah. What I will say is, um, now, I haven't gone to Waukala in ages. Like, I knew about Waukala actually around the time when I, in the 90s, uh, let's say mid to late 90s, and I used to go fishing there, and that was the spot, and those carps were crazy there, and it was kind of like a, a perch breeding ground, too. So, like, you wouldn't catch any perch you could keep, but all these little perches were around. Um, but it was just a cool area. Um, but I haven't gone there in ever, so I don't know what it looks like now. Um, now, you've been to the, we do have to fix up the um, dam area a little bit, but yeah. Um, so, and there's like a little, I think there's a bridge I know we have to fix up, but yeah. Okay. Waka. That's a good one. Love it. Um, what's the Kosh need? I think Kosh needs what I call diversity of places to, I mean, yeah, we have plenty of Mexican restaurants, but you know, I was talking to him. Um, my good friend, I think our mutual friend, Lateria, and she said, yes. you know, do you know, Mike, t- you know, to get my hair done, I have to go to Appleton, and I've heard other things like people, um, I don't want the proper word, it's called urban clothing or urban, they have to go up to Appleton. So I think a more diversity of um, places like that, I know we're getting a little bit more, but that would help. Um, also, maybe more of where this diversity um, celebration or then an issue. Um, you know, I'm on the diversity affairs committee. We might have a, what we call a quote unquote, a diversity, uh, um, fair where we highlight some of these businesses. But I think that's one thing that may be needed in Oshkosh. Um, I, I get, and I do know Lateria, uh, very well. Shout out to Lateria. Um, I agree with that. I mean, it goes bigger than that. And I mean, uh, their diversity of food, diversity to be able to get the things that you need. So uh, let me be the perfect example. Um, I was here before there were barbers here who could do black hair. And uh, because of that, uh, what I had to do was just go to the good old trusty bald head. Uh, God bless Michael Jordan for making the bald head super sexy at some point and uh, being able to just go to a bald head. But I went to a bald head because I couldn't go to Milwaukee all the time to maintain a haircut. And that was just it. I had to just depend on at uh, the time my girlfriend and now my wife to just shave me up and make me look good all right and a bald head you can't really mess that one up too bad so and so there the fact that now that we actually have some barbers but it's more than that and i mean now like places like walmart and walgreens do carry products for diverse people um helps but there's even you know the area has changed it's going to continue to change. There's no going back. You can't. You can't put the genie back in that box now. You are exactly correct, and I, you know, um, we have to get this because I, you know, for us to thrive and grow, you're going to have to to attract. Um, we need. We're losing. Um, not, not we're losing workers, and we're getting older, and to, to attract new workers from other areas, we're going to have to be diversified in our things. You know, I think one reason why Oshkosh Corp was thinking about going either to 
the suburbs of our, our Chicago or the suburbs of the Washington, Baltimore. Why? They have many of these things that we don't currently have. Um, and But we could. We could. And, and there just needs to be a will. And there I needs to be a will by the community. And I don't know why we have to, Appleton or Milwaukee, I think, why can't we have it here? And I think that makes people more comfortable, um, want to stay in an area, come you know, grow when they see they have these opportunities and choices. Oh, yeah. It makes a huge difference. And as somebody who works in Appleton um, and has a community-focused uh, job, and so I get to have a lot of conversations, having access and having things, having, better yet, um, cultural representation economically <laughs> changes how people feel about staying in the area. Right. And, and, um, I don't know if, uh, and if you don't think that's important, then you don't think the economy and the economics locally are important because the one thing I'll tell you about the trends is the populations of diverse people are growing exponentially, but the population of white people are not, it is shrinking. So, don't shrink your opportunity and profitability out of existence. And this is why jobs or different companies are looking at other places. I agree. I, you're exactly right. I mean, yes. And why you would pick a suburb of one of the big cities to go rather than stay local or even think about coming to a place that's, you know, I, mean, I guess we're considered a suburban area, but that doesn't mean we can't be a diverse suburban area. Yes, it, it very much can be of a diverse suburban area. Um, and why not? And actually, I'm a firm believer, and I try to so, uh, share this message whenever I can. We all live the places we do because we all want the same things. And it's something we got to constantly remind ourselves. Uh, people move to the region or, want, or, or remain in the region because of safety, great schools, uh, less traffic, pace of life, uh, uh, more affordability for cost of living. All the reasons that you stay here are the reason that um, uh, marginalized populations choose to move here or have been here and stay here and grow families here. Um, and people need to realize that and quit looking at it like, well, why are they coming? Well, why do you live here? <laughs> it's the same things. Same things. So... Um, love that. Okay. Next segment, um, the naughty slash heroes corner. This is your opportunity to play somebody, something, a thing, um, organization or whatnot into the naughty or heroes corner. What would you like? Who would you like to nominate? I'm going to nominate, um, Beth Roberts. Beth Roberts is the, um, director of the ARC in Whittier County. She is a phenomenal woman phenomenal person. Um, she not only directs the ARC and she's gotten the ARC to, to move and help seniors issues um, by getting a dementia care specialist a couple years ago. She's very involved in senior housing by, by um, I, may, I may talk about that later, because she um, led the drive. We're having a presentation on Monday about Winfield County housing in general. Um, when I wanted to start a diversity affairs council, Commission. She helped me on that. Um, she and um, as you, you know, the uh, 
um, state of Wisconsin just gave Winnebago County a, a little bit over a $10 million grant award to help fight homelessness in, in this county. And um, Beth Roberts will have an ADRC-like um, center, um, a one-stop thing to help people whose needs are housing and try to end homelessness. Beth Roberts is a phenomenal person. I think she's she's a un, undeserved and not hero. I think people um, know more about her. I think she's a, a great hero. Shout out to Beth Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, you know, I don't know if you know, but uh, it's time. <laughs> you now know that is the t- sound for when it is time for Topic of the Week. So Topic of the Week is always chosen by our guest. And Mike, what is our Topic of the Week this week? My topic is senior needs and senior housing in the next decades to come. Um, we are increasingly becoming more and more older. Getting more and more older. And what we have to address, a couple of different things. First of all, I mentioned before, senior housing. Senior housing that's not just affordable, but accessible. And when I mean accessible, I mean, I don't think seniors are going to be have to be able to live in two, three-story homes. Unless we're going to build a lot of different complexes with elevators, I think we're going to have to find, uh, create, and build senior-friendly communities that are single-family dwellings, um, which would be, um, a part of that would be a convenience store or, or a beauty-slash-barbershop where they go and it would be close to go by. Related to that is senior needs about, you know, making sure they're being taken care of at home. I learned at a national conference where one county sends to seniors, they, they give them a nurse, they send a handyman, and they hand a physical therapist just for initial visit to see what are their needs. I think that's something that we should look into to keep seniors in their homes keep them so they can um, live comfortably and um, so their, their well-being, um, both physically themselves and their homes. So th- those are uh, big needs that are coming up, senior needs, senior housing, and other things. Okay. Um, I think it's super, you know, with, uh, as they say, there's this growing population of, of people who are aged because people are living longer. Right. And so we need that housing. Um, I actually heard at one point, you know, part of what's happening with our housing market, um, because all of the house is on fire. Right. And for a while it was always um, you need these three bedrooms, you need a bath and a half or two bathrooms, these kinds of things. Well, what you have are seniors who are moving out of their big homes and moving into smaller homes. Um, and so the other starter homes that people normally would buy to start with, those are on fire for our seniors. They're trying to downsize. And so that's something to think about too, as far as, uh, what's happening with our housing crunch. Correct. And you know, the the city of Oshkosh just released their housing study and not only to need dwellings and or housing for, affordable for to track people but i didn't know this was a big issue in oshkosh but i guess um 
they called the executive housing. I didn't think that was a big issue, but I guess that's a big issue too. Um, I thought realtors helped them out that way, but yeah. And, and if you have people who are upper income levels, take the, take the housing that's probably more suitable for people in middle incomes than where do they go? And, and that's where the housing, housing shortage goes. Right. That's our crunch right now. Um, solutions. What do you think? Solutions. I think, um, you know, uh, we, I, I, we have to work with developers and work with other planners. Um, I think a senior friendly um, living um, facility or area um, there are areas we're, we're addressing the needs for some of the population by there's a tiny homes project that's being probably going to be built um, north of town here that is for um, parents and, and people of school age children but a senior friendly um, area not necessarily um, assisted living but area be a group of homes of uh, single one dwellings and maybe like I said that area there'd be a convenience store or, or some of that so they could do their shopping and won't have to depend about going out to um, miles away so that possible solution what I would love to see Oshkosh do um, particularly on this side of town uh, which which is the the north side as they phrase it, but there I live you go really, again, there, there you go. really, really, I live on the east side. Um, I'd like to see more condo options because um, I think that's a senior option. I think as you get older, uh, not everybody wants to maintain that yard, and you know, I don't. I wouldn't. I would like more condo options, um, not necessarily big condos, you know, or anything like that, or. Uh, I don't need a yard either. I, I'd like some more uh, apartment condo options. Like uh, one thing I've always heard, and this has been said to me by numerous people, is that the complex over there on 100 Main, people would love to buy those units because they love the they love the location and they they love their unit as a condo. And I would like to see some options like that. Um, not necessarily on this side of town, so to say, um, be available because I do think there's a huge market for that. Okay. Um, yes, and that, I think that's going to attract the 25, the 40 or 45 year old market. Um, I, I thought and I believe the city was addressing that, or hopefully um, down by where I lived on my on. By Maine and Ninth and around that area, that, yeah. that's what that was geared towards. Uh, I don't think they're going to be condos. Okay, I think they're going to be apartments. Uh, I mean, I know that they're looking at options for there, but from what I read, and I could be wrong, um, those were not being advertised as like a condo option where you can purchase. It was okay. more of an apartment option, so there was just going to be more apartments available. And I think there's something to, um, you know. Uh, We've for a long time have told everybody, you know, you purchase so you can build equity, um, you know, and so that's why condos are attractive for those people who maybe we're past the point of having the time, the will or the ability to maintain a full house. But we still want to own for the option to build equity. 
and you make a um, good point there. We had someone from an HRC committee, and he said, well, I just don't want to give, uh, and maybe not a big, big yard, but they, you know, they maybe want a little yard, um, and they don't want to totally give up some of the things that they have when they go to assisted living. Right. They still want that feel of their home. Um, so a condo, and also um, for anyone, a condo, you know, they say, well, why pay six, seven hundred, whatever it is, rent when you can pay that towards a uh, mortgage or whatever, or whatever, to, and then you have equity when you when you do that, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So I, I would just like to see more condo options because I do think, I think condos are a great senior option because, I mean, these are people who have owned often for their lifetimes. Right. And right. so... Um, what else? Anything else you would like to add about senior needs here? You know, just like I, I think there's a very increasing need. Like you know, when I said the place where they, um, ha- being able to fix things around their home—that's a big need. People need handyman. Oh yeah, and um, uh, <laughs> I need a handyman. <laughs> you know, I mean, and they may need someone just to you know come paint something or little small jobs, which. You know, maybe hard to find someone to do, but hand, uh, if we could find uh, some way to have a list of handyman who would willing to do that, I, I'm sure we could find them enough not work, but at least with us. And like I say, in these places, they they assess the place. They're like, oh, you need this and that, and then later they come back and they'll find a way to to fix it. And that, yeah, that's um, also you know another concern of both um, is. Making sure that social the social ability of seniors about where they can not just not just living all by themselves that they can find activities with others either of their own age or or people in general that they can engage in so that they have social mobility. So um, that'd be a big good thing for neighborhoods. I I do know a few years ago there was an initiative or, or thing. Or in the East Side um, Neighborhood Association, they they had to find a way to get older guys with middle aged and younger guys, and they found a common thing, and that was cars, and that brought some um, common things so they could share, and and I think that's what needed being able to connect with, with those seniors and give them you know some so, social ability so they're not they don't think they're all alone, and that be in a, many different forms i agree okay um what about because i think you can't talk about seniors um and and senior needs without talking about senior health care true and, and and right and um make, like that's why you know you have to include a nurse and you have to check on both their physical needs and maybe you get a suspect, you know, a big need for the general public is mental needs. And you know, that's going to be, a, I keep on here and I, I know the next number of years, mental health needs were a big concern before the pandemic. It's going to be a big concern after pandemic. Uh, enormous concern. And that's, and I think you, you're correct. We, that's why I think we need to find ways to connect with those seniors, both their 
just their physical health, but also their mental health. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So this time, this is the time of the show. Well, let me give you one more opportunity. Is there anything else you would like to say about senior needs? Uh, no, I mean, I think that's good. I, I think um, senior housing and when they're in their senior housing, make them um, keep them active as, as much as they can and making sure that their health and mental and, and their physical needs of their home are taken care of. Yeah. It's Agreed. All right. All right. So, Mike, this is the time of the show where I, we start winding down because we're headed towards the end of the show. And I uh, just want to say thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen. As always, uh, my Kosh listeners out there, uh, thank you. You guys are so loyal. Appreciate the emails and other ways that you message me and reach out to me. Um, once again, please feel free to reach out if you'd like to be a guest. Uh, Mike, that's how Mike got on here, right? <laughs> Yes. 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 And um, so that is email me at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is email me at askthekosh at gmail.com. We have a new website, so you can reach out at thekoshpodcast.com. That is thekoshpodcast.com. Don't hesitate to send messages. I need people to leave us reviews. Tell people what you like, don't like, uh, love the kosh, hate the kosh, whichever it is. Tell us something. Tell us something so we can continue to grow. Um, yeah. And once again, still waiting on that first message to come through for the new segment we want to start called Ask the Kosh. And uh, you would call and leave us a voicemail at 920-385-9298. Once again, ask the cash, leave the message voicemail at 920-385-9298. All right. That would be fantastic if we could uh, get a couple of questions so uh, somebody like me and Mike can sit down and address them. You'd be game for that, Mike? Sure. Anytime. Anytime. Want to come on or ask questions or answer questions? Sure. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So, um, you know what time it is, Mike? Oh, let me tell you before you even answer. (laughs) It's my favorite time of the show. It is shout-out time. So, Mike, who do you have shout-outs for? I'm going to shout-out to Lindsay Erickson. I know she's been a guest on here. Lindsay Erickson, who we all know is in the Oscar City Council. But Lindsay Erickson also is employed with the Winnebago County Health Department. We got this grant of $10.3 million, $10. million from the state of Wisconsin. Lindsay Erickson wrote most of not all of that to get that grant. Lindsay Erickson is a true passion, a true believer, and does what she believes in and passionate for what she does. When we get money for the warm shelter, for the uh, tiny village, for the this, this um, AD share-like um, thing for help homelessness. It's thanks to people like Lindsay Erickson. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you say ten million plus? Ten, I believe ten point three million dollars. It's one of the biggest of the five they grant in the state. Um, the county executive will announce it um, at the um, board meeting. Um, the county still has to accept the money. We will, and then we'll have to um, do the disbursements. But they, there are most of it is being 
has been spoken for, I would say, or allocated for, but yeah. All right. That's amazing. Any other shout outs? Um, no, other than I, I say Beth Roberts and the HRC, you know, HRC is phenomenal. Their model is know us before, get to know us before you need us. They do phenomenal work. Um, they have information specialists. They have reach out. If you, if you are a senior in this community and you have questions, um, anything about, you know, please call them. They can help you out. That's what their job is, either directly or indirectly. That, that's what one of the main things they do. All right. All right, my shout-outs. Uh, I normally have a ton of them, but this week I'm going to keep it kind of simple. Um, one shout-out is going out to Jensen's. Uh, I've got an opportunity to go to Jensen's recently. Um, I had stopped going there for a bit, and now I, I had stopped in, had some amazing fish. Shout-out to Charlie also, who was serving us that night. Um, but uh, it was just a nice, they've changed it. It's a little lighter in there, and they put new floors in there, a new flooring. Um, it just it feels a little different in there. And so, you know, I've been around here for a good number of years, and particularly in my neighborhood for over 20, um, and this Jensen's is in my neighborhood. This is a nice change for them. Um, so I'm enjoying that. Um, and, um, you know, at some point today, I think I'm actually going to try to talk my wife into going there, uh, you know. One of those things. I also like to send a big shout out to Parker Johns. Um, Parker Johns, let me tell you this. <laughs> um, I had um, in a, a big group of my fraternity brothers here in uh, town. Uh, we were doing some some things, uh, taking care of some business. And we went to Parker Johns as a large group. And um, let me tell you something. Uh even though, I mean, Oshkosh has changed, but there's certain things. Oshkosh still has its its hesitancies. And, and we were <laughs> we were probably, uh, uh, I think it was a total of 14 to 15 black men in suits. And we walked into Parker John's. And um, they served us with, uh, and it, well, they weren't the fastest, but that was just because we were 15 deep. I mean, you got to take your time. And I'd rather have good, I'd rather have the food good than uh, have the food fast. Um, but they served us with amazing service. We had an amazing server. Um, they welcomed us. They made us feel good. And more importantly, the people of Oshkosh who were around said hi. They were super <laughs> curious. I know they were just like, why are all these men here with these suits? And I want to know more. And they were like, and we had ladies talking to us and they were like, oh my God, is there, is there a booty being shot? <laughs> they were like, it was, it was all sorts of things being said at us, but nonetheless, it was a fun, fun, fun time. And the food was fabulous. Thank you, Parker Johns. Um, I appreciate you. Now, now where did that look at him? Parker Johns, uh, Parker Johns is over there by the university. Okay. It went into the, um, know you know, you know what was the restaurant that was there before you? Mahoney's. Mahoney's. It went into the Mahoney yeah. spot, and their barbecue was really good, um, particularly their brisket. So uh, people had asked me, shout out to Burb because Burb was like, "Hey, is it good?" I was like, "Yeah, bro, the biscuit, the brisket is fire. Go have the brisket." So. Um, all right, so we're at the end of the show, and there is only one thing left to do, and that is the parting words of wisdom. Um, Mike, what do you got first? 
uh, comes from a song from the Invoke Free Your Mind and the Rest Will Follow. I can't. I mean, there's nothing else you can say. And the fact that you quoted in Vogue, I have, I have nothing. That was brilliant. Let me tell you, the cash. <laughs> 